1: Good morning and welcome to Zero Today with your host. I am your host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal Hailing from Cajun Land, USA, here to present you with seeds of wisdom, insight, empowerment, and liberation. And it is our goal every time we do this show to promote promote a knowledge that is engaging and transforming and to help you empower you, the listener, to knowing, being, doing, and impacting the world around you. And this course. Of course, always welcome, welcome, welcome. You can join us on this illuminated journey. Several ways to do it, call. That's the best way, 347-237-5230. If you want to get your ideas, 2 cents, 5 cents, 6 cents a dollar, opinion on the air, that's the way to do it. Hit us up on our Facebook page, Zero Network on Facebook. Like the page, listen to the show. Go and you can catch all kinds of archived back... Mm, I don't know how long I've been doing the show. (laughs) (laughs) Ever since I started, you can catch catch it all. Go back on that page. So that's Zero Network on Facebook. Join the page. Like our page on Blog Talk Radio. Let me slow my roll. BlogTalkRadio.com slash Zero today. Subscribe to the show. You get updates and get some offers that are available to you. You might like, might not like. Hey, who knows? hit us up on uh, email you can you send me a message an email at pastor lorenzo at gmail dot com or you can do it on the facebook uh, uh you can do it on uh what is it what is it what else you can do it on oh yeah twitter at prophesy <laughs> Man, I tell you, I should have some notes on here. I guess if I follow notes, I might actually get it right half the time. But it's another day's journey, and we're glad that it is. It's a, it's a cloudy Wednesday here, and you know, I, I I've just reflected on some things. But I, let me let me stop for a moment, and before I go further, uh, talk about the, some things. Let's let's go to prayer. You know, yeah, that's that's a good idea to start the show. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we thank you for today. We thank you for grace and mercy. We praise you for every good and every perfect gift that comes from you. We lift up those who are suffering, those who are mourning and grieving. Be with them, stand by them. Be glorified. And let your people be edified in Christ's name. Amen. All right, I, I didn't want to jump ahead of myself. I'm uh, I'm looking out at at my window and I'm seeing the overcast skies and. And my heart is going out to the victims of tornadoes that ripped through the Midwest this week. Uh, Oklahoma and other areas, storms in Dallas, report, uh all the way up into Arkansas. And it's moving on, on toward the east, and you know, all the way up into the Ohio Valley area. And I, I just, you know, it, it, it grieves my heart. When I first listened in, they were saying uh, the number of casualties, fatal casualties. And and I looked today, you know, when they were initially reporting it on Monday, they had up to 51 people dead and, you know, dozens of children dead. And they've lowered that number. Thank God. That's that's a good thing. You know, they have lowered the number of fatal casualties to about 25, I believe, somewhere in there. And the children that they thought were dead uh were alive and that's awesome I I I saw footage of them pulling children. One one child in particular from the the Plaza Town or Town Plaza uh whatever uh, what's the name of the school? There were two elementary schools that were here, uh, Plaza Tower elementary school. They they brought they they had photos of this kid being pulled from the rubble, and I, I tell you, it just it brought tears to my eyes as I saw some of those things, and you, you saw some of the, um, the houses, and you saw the just the devastation that rolled through that little town, that suburb of Oklahoma City, and uh, it, it just, it just saddens you know. No parent wants to lose a child, as we saw uh, just several months ago in Connecticut. But, uh, that's one thing to delivers a child to the hand of a an individual, but to lose your child to uh what has been deemed an act of God, you know there's even more questioning as to how and why, and what hurt me more is that you know immediately, as I went to the internet, I was reading reports and various things uh and there was some who said uh that um uh, well that's. Pat Robertson. There was an old recording of him from uh, a couple of years ago uh, that said that, uh, where he said that the people whose lot houses were destroyed or who lost lives didn't pray enough, and I saw that sentiment across some several places, some blogs and and some um, some um, some posts on Facebook, and it just hurt me. And, and then, of course, there was this conspiracy theorist. Uh, uh, I, now, this just, this really made me, my you know, I, I could not fathom how some people would have the nerve to say that the President of the United States is so up mired in controversy that he would, uh, he would initiate a storm to serve as a distraction from the scandals that he's experiencing. Now, you know, stuff like that. Those people just need to get a life, really. Yeah. You don't have to agree with the with the president and everything, but to to try to shift blame from an act of nature to a president that you don't like and you want to out of office, it's just that just is ridiculous beyond degree. And for those individuals, you know, those are the folks who, and, and this is my opinion, those are the folks who who do more harm than help to our country, you know, and such things. You can't even, you don't even want to mourn the loss of life without trying to attribute it to someone or something else. And, and, you know, just, it's, just, it's just sad. So in, in wake, in, in, in the light of all of these things that are happening uh, in, in the world today, it begs me to examine myself uh, and you and should do the same thing because, you know, no day is promised. No day is ever promised. And uh, I, I was just saying, uh, I forget this kid, uh, you only live once. Now, I think of that, I see it as a movie. I remember it as a movie, but apparently, uh, Drake is the guy's name. He has brought it back and it's popular. And most of these kids, you know, they use that as an excuse to do some of the stupidest and craziest things, saying you only live once. But. Within the context that I like to present this argument that, you know, you only live once in the fact that tragedy can come at any time in any form and fashion. And you must be prepared and you don't want to go through life knowing that uh, there are some things that you could have been, you could have done to be have to have had a more fulfilling life uh, with someone else or with yourself, however you want to see it. But just the fact that um this happened you know raises the need for us to always be prepared you know i was a boy scout so i was always prepared and 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 as of late i have not been as prepared as i would like but you know having having been in that area having having um having been in oklahoma and arkansas and tornado alley as they call it uh I understand, you know, I can understand that. And, and the question now for these people who have survived but yet have lost so much, the question now is, should they rebuild? What should they do, you know? Uh, the same uh, tornadoes touched down in that area, 99, destroyed, pretty much along the same uh, intersecting, you know, uh, when you saw the diagram, almost, almost an identical trail. So the question to those people now is, do we rebuild or do we move, you know? And you, you, your heart has to go out to them as they question it. And, you know, taking consideration, I was talking to one of my friend brothers uh, who was in Oklahoma City, and he said there were so many people who had let their home insurance or renter insurance drop. And, uh, you know, as a result of this, they suffered damage, and they, they're all, all but gone. But listen, there are several organizations that are, are set up. Of course, the American Red Cross is available and accessible. If you want to make a donation to them to C4 uh, to make sure that it gets to those people who are in need, I encourage you, strongly encourage you to do so. The African Methodist Episcopal Church, uh, its disaster release team in Oklahoma City, is positioned at Vernon AME in uh, Oklahoma City, and you can that's a, that's a specific place that I'm aware of that you can go and make donations to clothes. I have some clothes here in my office that I'm about to ship out um, to that center for children. Uh, it's, it's from kids. So. so do what you can, you know, and and help those people regain their life and, and, and whatever else it may be. It's a hurtful time for them. Uh, like, But like, as I said before, we never know. We never, never know, you must always be prepared, and for those who may question whether it's a you know we call it an act of god and and there I had some friends who were saying that you know uh, they are blaming God and of course, and I thought well, you can blame God all you want to, and uh it is just I mean. Uh, he, he's not like us you know, He doesn't think like that or I, I, Rather the creator doesn't think like that Like us we're not on the same plane So we cannot com- ah, Well you can complain to him all you want to It might not do you any good But uh, I, I don't think you're, we're in position To cast lots against uh, The creator uh, You know Or whoever you want to call him I, I don't think we're in, in, in position to do so but we must embrace the fact that even in the midst of such tragedy there will always come some good out of it. It always is. There always comes some good. It may bring us closer together as a community of people. May bring us closer. May bring them closer together as a community of people and us closer together as a community of people also. Uh, there's always something good that work that comes from tragedy. So I see the silver lining uh, after the storm and and um it always does you well to do so. Well, we have a great show. I'm I'm excited about the show today because I think I'm going to learn something and I hope my audience definitely is going along or something. I am getting tongue tied. <laughs> Y'all bear with me. I didn't have coffee this morning, okay? That's my excuse. So I'm sticking to it. No, but um my guest this morning is Dr. Felicia Clark. She's an author, she's a uh she's a life coach. She is a um plus-size model. I like that part uh, <laughs> and she's going to be talking with us today uh, with really for the women. Uh, you know, last, last time I had uh, Stefan Labossier on here and he, he had, he, you know, it was general with relationships, but she's going to be specific for women and she's going to, excuse me. She's going to talk about how women can attract the right man. Uh, she has, she is the leading lady of 10 commandments for women and she's going to help you out. And, um, and uh, you could possibly uh, join her on her us seminar that's going to be happening soon. And uh, we'll give you more information about that later on um, as the as she comes on. But we're looking forward to having a wonderful time with her, and we're going to have fun. I'll At least I'm going to have fun. I'm going to try to have fun. You know, I'm going to try to have fun. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back from the break, then we will be live with Dr. Felicia Clark. And we're going to yeah we're gonna see how it happens how it works for for us folk <laughs> we'll be back right after this break okay <laughs>
0: Come join Pastor Lorenzo Neal and the New Bethel African Methodist Episcopal Church as they celebrate their Family and Friends Day along with their special guest, Bishop Julius McAllister, Sr. Come celebrate this great moment as they burn the mortgage for the church. Come Sunday, May 26, 2013 at 3 p.m. Join Pastor Lorenzo Neal and the New Bethel AME Church as they celebrate family and friends. Come celebrate.
2: Good morning, Freedom. Hello, Adventure. Today is yours. To find your can-do spirit, your will-do strength, to chart new paths and rediscover old ones, capability has found its versatility making all days and all terrains equal go ahead raise your hands lower your foot make pursuit of the unexpected unrelenting today is yours to go find your power and where you'll find it, is within. Suits today aren't like suits from yesterday. Part of it is the cut of today's suit. Short jacket, narrow lapel, moderate fit. But part of it is the cut of the man himself. Because today, it's not so much the brand of suit that defines the man. As it is the brand of man who wears it, you're going to like the way you look, I guarantee you. I need you. I feel so alone.
3: But you're not alone.
2: I knew you'd come. Like I could stay away. You know I can't do this without you.
0: You'll never have to.
2: You're
0: always there for me. I'll get you a rental
1: car. Don't use an umbrella. Fall in love with Progressive Claim Service. Lorenzo Neal. You know, every time I play this, song, I thought I, I, I you know, Barry did it right. Barry did it right on love's theme. I said it, hands down. All right. <laughs> Moving on to the show. Welcome back to Zero Today. And again, we're we're I'm glad to have with me today a very special guest, uh, Doctor Felicia Clark. Doctor Clark is she's an expert. She's a professional plus-size model. She's the author of Ten Commandments of Gender Peace, uh, Ten Commandments of Loving Your Body as Is, Ten Commandments for a Queen, uh, and Reclaiming Femininity. Uh, that's the part of the title. And her soon-to-come-out book, In-Body Terrorism, One Size Never Fit All. Uh, so she, she's a leading scholar. She's a she's a, 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 an educator, coach. And she has graced zero today with her presence this morning. Doctor Clark, good morning.
3: Good morning. How are you, Pastor Neal?
1: I am yet awake.
3: <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> I appreciate you for joining me today and I'm I'm looking forward to this this uh this dialogue and conversation. And i I've, I've had I've had relationship experts on this show before. I've had a lot of you know, mostly men. I, and I've had one that dealt with love addiction, and she. Uh, but uh, your your area is unique, and you know. So I, I want you to share. We're going to talk about, of course, we're going to talk about more about uh, what you do. But uh, for those who are new to you, or everybody's new to you, include myself. <laughs> so, Tell my audience a little bit about yourself, uh, background, and how you got to where you are as, as a scholar, life coach, and whatnot.
3: Okay, sure. And um, and before I jump into that, I just want to thank you so much for having me on your show, and I am very much looking forward to our talk. So I'm excited. So um, I will jump in about my background. um my background is actually in mathematics curriculum and so um I'm very good with reading data um I write math books tests test materials and you can and help that. me on my dis-
1: you can help me on my dissertation.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I have. I I I do the data <laughs> chapters for um uh, people's dissertation. Um yeah, and I actually enjoy that because a lot of times that's the hold up why people can't graduate they're trying to research too much and yeah, so definitely, if, I'd be more than happy to help you with that if that's what
1: Yay. you Yay, I'm actually going to get my doctorate.
3: <laughs> Good for you. Yeah, All right, I'm
1: sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I just had to say that, you know. Okay. Yeah, go ahead.
3: <laughs> yeah, so um, in working with mathematics curriculum, you often get put with science, so I um, did a lot with math and science, and then in my own personal life, I was just really interested in being happy. Um I grew up having uh a strange childhood. Our, our home life was, you know, it was a two-parent household, but it was um not not always a healthy dynamic um between my uh mom and stepfather. And um so I just wanted to know how are you made happy? How are couples happy? What do they have in common? You know, you see these couples that last a lifetime. You know, what is it that that they've got? And so I started um, researching statistics on happiness. There's a happiness index. Um, There are very predictable things you can do to be happy, but that's just not what we're taught. So I began to specialize in the math and science of happiness. What stood out to me right away is that everything that we're taught to do to attract the opposite sex is really only a dressed-up, romanticized version of the human mating instinct, and we don't know that. And then we're mad when it's not love, and we're mad we think the person lied to us. We think all men are bad, all women are bad, when really it's just a misunderstanding of our mating instinct. And we don't learn how to harness that and what to do with it. And when it works exactly as it's supposed to work, which is to get children on this earth, um, we're mad at the opposite sex for that. So if you truly want the love you see that's happiness, it's just a different system than following the mating instinct. So that's what I teach women and uh, couples. Um, And part of that. Which is really, really key is that women have to like their body. There's so much that will go wrong in a relationship if you're a woman who hates your body.
1: Wow, you 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 touched on a nerve there when when you say, "Hello, are you still there?" I'm here, of course. Oh, okay. Dead <laughs> yeah. silence there. You you touched on a nerve there when when you when you uh, address that. Uh, from a mathematical perspective, I guess, I guess you can say, um, as you pursue this more, what did you discover about uh, the myths of, uh, as you say, the romanticism of uh, relationships? What what else did you discover about that?
3: Well, one of the things that we're taught um, in our culture is this whole fairy tale culture. And there's so many myths around that. Now it's, originally presented in cartoon form so we kinda know it's not real and we think we don't believe those myths but then they take those themes in the fairy tale and put it with romantic stories, with um movies, with music. And then that's what we expect to have in a relationship when we follow our mating instinct. So some classic mating instinct behavior is women that set criteria for men and they say, you know, I want a guy that's tall and he has to look like this and he has to have this kind of job um all of those are um status-based criteria and so you are driven to mate for status so that you survive better but that's not how love uh happens now people who fit that criteria they need love too but if that's what you're seeking that's actually not the pathway to love on the reverse side men say you know want a beautiful woman well, that's because there there's a physical attraction that creates a or home a hormone rush that will inspire him to want to make more, and so again, that's how more children get on the earth. And so if that is the main criteria, if that's the top criteria and the most important thing, just know that that's your mating instinct. Now, a lot of people got together because of their mating instinct. So if that's what you've done, it doesn't mean that, you know, it, things are bad, but just know you have to build in other areas.
1: Hmm. Wow. That sounds like some stuff I say when I give counseling for primary, <laughs> uh, primary counseling. But you know, you know you're you're absolutely correct that you know as uh, as a whole we 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 push that part away and and we actually chase the romantic idea more so and, and this has been actually more enhanced by the church and almost uh, to the point where it's it's an idolatrous pursuit you know that, that's yeah. just me yeah. it's an idolatrous yeah. pursuit and you know I I was doing a research uh and I stated this earlier uh, somewhere else that uh this disillusionment has led to the increased divorce rate. But you know yes. that's a whole different show for another time. So so you you your your background is mathematics. And uh, mm-hmm. you you've taught math and you help people pass and write their dissertations. <laughs> <laughs> but how did you how did you make the transition To coaching and and writing, and and you did modeling, and you still do modeling. Uh, uh, How did you get into that area? How that? Yeah,
3: I get asked that a lot because it seems separate, but it actually flows together very nicely. Um, And and what happened is, um, as a math professional, I did uh, research that was statistically significant. So I was asked to travel to. Present my research Um, And the man in my life At that time Sometimes he'd go with me uh, To conferences And so um, people just assumed We were married We met a lot of people together And they thought we um, were married And we weren't And we had discussed it And people already thought That he was my husband We did family-like things He had been married previously And he had a son People thought that I was His son's mother um, and I'm thinking, okay, what's going on here? You know, things are not moving forward And then he just went into this panic Like, why do we have to get married? Why can't we just be together? Why can't we live together if, and just, you know, have a life And we can have children and we don't need, you know And I'm thinking, uh, not so much <laughs> um, You know, if you're not going to If you're not interested in being my husband Then, you know, I want to pull back I'm not moving forward with this relationship and, and that's how a lot of um, men think.
1: That's how Yeah, and I'm like, you know, 15.
3: Yeah, and, and I g and I get that. I mean, he'd gone through a divorce that was kind of harsh and you know, if that's what you need there are women that will offer you that. So why are you here with me when that's you know that I want a family, you know that I want a husband and children and we've discussed that and you you know, we made plans to do that and then he's just kind of freaking out the closer and closer we got to the date. And so, anyway, um, that really threw me because I thought, you know, relationships is healthy. Like, why would you not want to be a family? You know, why? what's the issue with commitment and all of that? So I just started researching more and more and um, for my own happiness. Now, at the same time, I have this math research. And I was like, hey, you know, my math, theory matches up with relationship theory. And um I actually I I didn't empirically study the relationship information because other people did and it, and it matched up. But my math that I did study um my expertise is in anxiety reduction and a lot of the commitment phobia is uh anxiety related. And so uh anyway there's just sort correlation. Stop I'm sorry?
1: cutting me. I said stop cutting me. <laughs> All up in my business. No, I just kidding. Go ahead.
3: <laughs> so, so that's that's how that happened. And um, I had been a model. Um, I first went to modeling school um, at age twelve, and I did it a little in coll- uh In, in uh, school, and, and then in college, I did pageants. And then after college, my undergrad, I moved to Los Angeles, and that's when things took off for me. I was able to get a contract and. Um, be with the top agency in the country at the time, and so um, just kind of all came together to coach people into getting over their body issues because I I can show data of you know if you follow these certain behaviors, you know this is the outcome, and it makes it helps women make better relationship choices and have a better relationship with their body.
1: Also. Awesome, awesome, awesome. We're going to take a quick break and when we come back from the from the break, we're going to get into your topics that you deal with in your teleseminars and uh 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 your book, Body Terrorism, and Body Terrorism, uh, because I know there's a lot that we can just extract from both of those conversations. So when we come back from this break, uh, would you mind going into a little bit about the teleseminars and telling them about that and how uh, others can get involved in that? Okay, sure. Okay, we're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this.
2: So wear one and you start to think like one. Wall Street before Main Street, profit before people. Well, that's changing. I mean, look around. You see a lot more guys wearing the suits. They're not thinking like suits. What it comes down to is this. Today, you don't have to be one to wear one. You're going to like the way you look. I guarantee it.
1: Now, Faustine's topping the fluffy egg with crispy bacon.
2: Now he's delicately placing the gouda.
1: That's cheese, Ron. Like a blanket. The
2: toasted English muffin, perfectly positioned. The bacon gouda sandwich, everyone. Come on, wait. The new coffee. Perfection.
1: That means good sandwich. Try the new bacon gouda sandwich. And now try our new small hot or iced coffee for 25 cents. Breakfast just got fantastic.
2: Burger King, where taste is king. <laughs> You know why cuties are so easy to peel? So kids can peel
1: them. Kids love cuties
3: because cuties are made for kids. I wasn't born to push papers. I was born to push myself. To go where I'm needed keep this country safe I was born with backbone and brain power to take on any mission this is my office I was born ready gocoastguard.com
0: come join Pastor Lorenzo Neal and the New Bethel African Methodist Episcopal Church as they celebrate their Family and Friends Day, along with their special guest, Bishop Julius McAllister, Sr. Come celebrate this great moment as they burn the mortgage for the church. Come, Sunday, May 26, 2013, at 3 p.m. Join Pastor Lorenzo Neal and the New Bethel AME Church as they celebrate family and friends. Come celebrate.
1: Welcome back to Zero today again. I'm your host Pastor Lawrence O'Neill. You know, I just I I, I'm here in the church office where I do the show sometimes, and uh, one of my one of my board members walk in, and he's been up in the sanctuary playing, you know, playing, playing, playing. Then set the alarm on. Oh no. I'm glad he came down and turned it off because I'm here, you know. I'm in my office, all hidden away. Uh, well, that's a whole different story. I couldn't tell you the number of times they they do that to me. I'm just here and they just think I'm gone. <laughs> Boy, I love my job. Anyway, <laughs> welcome back to Zero today with Pastor Lorenzo Neal and my guest, Doctor Felicia Clark. And I tell you, it's an invincible Wednesday afternoon. Uh, morning or whatever time of day it is, but we're glad that she's here, and uh, if you want to get your thoughts and insights on the air, you can call 347-237-5230, the chat room is up and, and running, we have a few people in there, and um, uh, uh, I guess it's quiet, but they're there, so anyway, Dr. Clark, again, who is, uh, is an author, life coach, uh, mathematician, yeah, and what else do you do? <laughs> Plus size bottle. <laughs> Anything else she doesn't do, I don't know. But uh, she's joining with us. And Dr. Uh, Doctor Clark is the author of several books and e-books. And she is the host of a teleseminar. teleseminar. And Dr. Clark, I want to allow you time to share uh, uh, about your teleseminar and, and, and your books. Uh, that, oh, however it works, uh, if you don't mind doing that.
3: Yeah. um, I give tele-seminars on different topics from time to time. I give them on uh, loving your body, on how to embrace your cleanliness as a woman, um, which is use your feminine energy because a lot of times we use our masculine energy as women, Um, how to have peace with men. Um, And that's actually for men and women, so it's gender piece. Um, And my next um, teleseminar is called Attract the Right Ones, Inspiring Good Treatment for Men. And so basically I teach women how to tell if a man is just only sexually interested or if he's interested in more, um, the type of treatment that women dream of, you know, being treated well, uh, caretaken, there are indications uh if he will do that or if he will not, and what we tend to do is think, well, if I'm pretty enough, if I sleep with him, he'll stay with me um if he's sexually interested he can still treat you well, but you're not on the side of the equation where he you'll get the kind of caretaking that you'll that a lot of women desire to have um so we talk about that um we also talk about just how to pick out men that are a good match for you. Uh, a lot of times our mate selection criteria is based on our mating instinct, and that's not what brings us happiness. So you can make a list that gets you the perfect mate, as in someone to mate with, um, but that's not a, those are not spiritual characteristics. So you need to pick character traits, and then you'll have a more spirit-based experience. So joy, happiness, those are spiritual experiences so you don't get that from a guy cuz he's tall or cuz he's cute or you know cuz of his job or some that's not that's not where joy resides
1: now is this supported by your your research and your data uh absolutely
3: yes yes so mm-hmm. so and that's how... how come you can always know you can a lot of people think they're in love and they're not. There, it's just very strong mating hormones. You can test, you can test your blood and see what your levels are. You know, people are shocked to learn that they're not really in love. It's a, just a very potent form of lust. That, but that's what's needed to get children here. So it's, it's not that you're not lying on purpose. It, if you don't know, you're confused by it.
1: And what role does uh, what role? The sexual attraction, uh, play in this, particularly when, uh, you know, because I get it all the time. I, you know, I got church full of women who said they're looking for the right man and, and, and all of that. And, you know, some women go to church to find a man, and of course, some men go to church to find women. Uh, and, and how, how, as, as a pastor, will we be, as, how, as a pastor, can I, uh, Integrate that that kind of thing, that idea into, you know, teaching singles in the church, married couples in the church.
3: Well, I think um, will you where you have uh, couples that have successful marriages that are long-term marriages and are happy, it would be really great to have forums where they talk about what they go through, talk about the different phases, because people look for a type of perfection that doesn't exist. And so happiness is not perfection, so that's one thing. And then the idea of waiting, you know, um, I have friends that, you know, do that, and they're like, no, I'm not dating anyone until he's perfect. Well, what happens is, as a woman, your body chemistry will change, and you're out of practice being in the company of men. So even if you meet the right man, you'll probably feel awkward or you won't be ready, and you think you're ready, but... You're actually not. And so there's a type of waiting where you can you can still be dating, but you're just not going to take it to the next level until it's the right person. And you can be very transparent about that. Um, and so I talk about that, too, in the tele-seminar, that you should be very upfront about what you want in a relationship. I write a column for HopeAfterDivorce.org, and so these are women that are recently divorced and they're just trying to Heal from that experience, and um, so I have a five-part series I'm doing right now called Dating After Divorce, and so one of the, but you don't have to be divorced. You can be single, and just the way to pick the right one is you have to be honest about what you're looking for in a relationship, and we often hide that, and we often are taught um, we believe that we're being morally by just shutting down and, you know, trading our sexuality for marriage and, and you're not having a, a spiritual experience just because you do that.
1: You have well, to and,
3: actively, intentionally have a, a spiritual experience.
1: And what you just mentioned is exactly where the church, that's the central teaching of the church regarding relationships, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. And, I, you know, we've had discussions before, but so many women are disengaged from the whole uh, whole dating experience because they're either trying to be super spiritual, you know, too spiritual, overly spiritual to attract the right mm-hmm. man, or they do the extreme opposite, not spiritual at all, N- you know, no spiritual inclination whatsoever and, you know, it's all out of sync because they continue to attract the, uh, the wrong man. Uh, right. The and and yeah. well, it's the same thing with men too, Uh uh, so I, I'm glad you mentioned that uh, I, I, well, I could we could go on and on about that, but we don't have enough time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we don't have enough time. Um. So tell us. Um, I, I'm looking at the, the book here, and this is one uh, you, you did, um, and it's going to segue into your new your new your new book. Uh, but loving your body as is, talk a little bit about that, and then we'll we'll segue into uh, body terrorism. If, you, if if that's okay
3: Yes um, the Statistics show that 80% of women Dislike their body in some sort of way um, There are uh, 8 million people in America With eating disorders 7 million of them are women 1 million are men um, There's all kinds Of um, Even if you don't have an eating disorder uh, People just kind of We have a whole culture of, of where Men and women, but mostly women, uh, do very damaging things to our bodies trying to achieve a look because we believe that that look will get us something that it actually doesn't. And that's where my modeling comes uh, into play. I have I modeled with women that you see in the magazines, on commercials. They're strikingly beautiful. They don't necessarily have a good life. Good some life. do, some, some don't.
1: So is it is yeah. it like, you know, America's top model versus uh, what? What's the lady? Uh, was it Takara? Uh, she was uh, the the more full figured one, and uh-huh. I don't know if she I don't know if she wore it wanted or not, but I know she did well on that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are there you know there are a lot of women who that that next top model is you know thin, tall, and you, you know, looks anorexic. <laughs> But um, but that is not the typical body image of most women, especially African-American women.
3: Yes. The average American woman is 5'4", 140 pounds, and the average model is uh, around 5'10", and under 120 pounds. And so about 2% of women naturally uh, fit that description. And so... Um women that are really, really thin that you see often in the media, um, they've done very harmful things. In fact, I have a whole talk that I give at colleges called um, Dying to be Thin and, and another one that about how looks kill. And um, I show that all the active model deaths around the world – and there are no plus-size women that died for health reasons while they were active. Now, some had substance abuse problems and things like that uh, that took their life, but it wasn't health issues. The majority, well, all of the um, deaths related to health issues um, are anorexia-related or, you know, maybe the woman got pneumonia or something, but it's because her system was compromised from um from not eating, and I mean literally not eating. Um, there are testimonials that women have given uh, that are models that are size zero, and one ate three almonds and Diet Coke, and that's was her diet for six weeks before she died.
1: Oh wow! Mm-hmm. So, so in in this new book that you have coming out, you deal. With that to a degree, or, or yeah. how far do you go into that? Uh, you talk about yeah. body terrorism, and and I tell you when I, when I when I got that and I read about it, I was like, wow, this is actually this is so accurate because that what you talk about is exactly what media does. Uh, tell about tell tell for my audience, explain what body terrorism is, and, and how. Uh, well, you start there and then I get to the next question.
3: What <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I really think well, for. I, um, I define body terrorism as a psychological attack on the mind, body, spirit connection that is designed to inspire feelings of inadequacy that are exploited for economic or social gain. Um, and most often it's an attack on your physical appearance where you're reduced to a body part. Um and your body part doesn't measure up to societal standards. It can be that. But it's also body terrorism, uh, just thinking you always need to change your looks. Or or another type of body terrorism is teaching healthy people that they're not healthy until you take this drug or until you make this change. When they started off healthy, then they end up unhealthy. Um, so, so there are different forms of it. But most often it's... Uh the thing that really gets a lot of mileage in in this uh, country is um your body size and particularly reducing your body size. I talk in my book about how um in in the early nineteen hundreds uh, there was a woman who was deemed the healthiest woman in america um, and she was five seven and hundred and seventy one pounds. Now, today, she would be considered overweight, and, and you know, you see in the media, you know, overweightness is public health enemy number one. So I ask the question, we're the same species, you know, we're the same, you know, DNA makeup of human being, so how could the healthiest person in the whole country uh, uh, 100 years ago now be public health enemy number one? You know, something doesn't pass the smell test. So um, I look at that, and I have a whole chapter in my book uh, on pseudo-health and vanity health and um, where people are more interested in looking like what the picture of health is, and they will harm themselves to look like that. And when they probably started off healthy in the first place or healthier, than they ended up after extreme dieting.
1: Hmm. Wow. And, and you know, I I notice that when I go to the doctor myself, you know, I'm, you know, they try to get me to match an ideal weight. I'm like, if I do that, I'll be skinny again. You know, used to be called Pee Wee when I was a little boy because I was a stick. I ain't a stick no more. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> uh, uh. So here here's my question. Here, Th- this is my question, and uh, we we had a short discussion about this. How can pastors like myself, and particularly uh, the black church overall, how can we help with empowering women who have these body image struggles? What can we do? Proactively um, there, proactive.
3: Yeah, there are lots of things that can be done. Um, one thing I really highly recommend that will help women connect to their bodies more is if churches could uh, change the diet. A lot of the um, – Church activities have a lot of food. There's usually a lot of food surrounding church gatherings, after church. And um, even by having sponsoring healthy cooking workshops, there's a program called Cooking Matters, and they partner with community organizations to bring in teachers that teach. You know, here's how you can remove fat from food without sacrificing taste. Here's how you can season with herbs. Uh, instead of uh, salts, and um, it it reverses uh, some of the diseases that are prevalent in our community. So that's one thing. Uh, Another thing is, uh, as I mentioned before, having forums where um, women hear from men that are in successful relationships, uh, hear some of the character quality things that are valued um, that really don't have anything to do with how your body looks. Um, doesn't mean you detach from your physicality, but when we're, we live in a culture where women are just inundate, inundated all day long that everything about you is all about your physicality, and that's not true. It, it really strips your soul, and, um, you know, bringing that type of soullessness into a relationship is going to, you know, start you off on the wrong foot. So, um, and, and I shouldn't say soullessness, maybe that's a little harsh, but just sort of that, sort of agonizing soul where where you, you're hurting and, and you're feeling inadequate inside. You really can't receive what it means to be, you know, fearfully and wonderfully made, to to really know that you're an expression of divinity. That's not how a lot of people feel inside. That's so, because so the that's helpful. Is not teaching it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a huge thing uh, that a lot of uh, in our community, a lot of uh, girls start dating where there's no adult male looking out for them. So one of the things I recommend to church groups when I speak to them is like if it's prom night or homecoming, maybe they can arrange a dressing party where all the girls uh, together, um, you know, get ready and then there are men in the community that are out front where, you know, the boys come pick them up and they have to talk to a man first and just have some type of male-to-male yeah. accountability in how they treat the female. It makes a huge difference in how women learn to set standards for themselves. Typically that would be the role of a father, but with so many fathers not present when their daughters start dating, um, girls don't learn what is okay and what's not okay, um, with a boy, you know, and I didn't know that until, you know, my father kind of talked to the guy. I didn't even know what he said, but I just didn't have any nonsense because, you know, my dates had to meet my father first. And um, a lot of girls are missing that. Um, so that's the thing. And then there's another thing that uh, could be a little controversial to talk about in a church setting, but I think it's very important. And and that is that many women go to church and they end up detaching from their sexuality. They end up with a very repressed, guilt-ridden type of feeling whenever they feel sexual energy. And yes. what happens to control that or to mute it or to feel a, a sensation that feels good but that's not guilt Written it's overeating. Um, when you continuously eat, um, there's a sensation of eating good food, and then the food has to be digested. So there's a pleasant sensation that goes with digestion. Um, and, and I wouldn't say it's even super pleasant, but it's enough of a sensation so that you can ignore your sexual energy. Um, if you were to fast for several days, um, you'll feel your body – and if you've been taught that that's bad you know we get all these messages in church i grew up in church and there was just always this you know if a man fell down it's because of some Jezebel who had sexual energy you know so you're supposed to not have it um and you're just supposed to get married and your husband will show you what to what to do with your body you know yep, that, and that, uh, is what that you doesn't call. work so well <laughs> Yeah, so um, if you actually look at Scripture and Song of Songs and Song of Solomon, you'll see that um, women are very sexually alive in their marriage and not shut down. So, um, So you can be celibate or... Um, You you don't have to be physically having sex. I don't recommend promiscuity. I don't think women will ever find what we're looking for through promiscuity. But at the same time, you can't shut down your sexuality and be fully attached to your body. It's there. Um, As human beings, it's a natural energy. But you don't owe anyone your body just because you have that energy, but it is present. And if you deny it or mute it or feel bad about it, gonna to lead to body detachment. It also leads to other actions that show up in unhealthy relationships.
1: Uh you know, we're running out of time. And and we can we can carry this discussion on and on and on. Cause I'm enjoying it and as a young pastor, as a single pastor, I know that that is what is needed to create balance in the church. And I know the church, particularly the black church, is out of balance. we got so many scandals, you know, <laughs> all throughout yeah. the church. And, and black pastors are notorious for being out of sync with sexual energy and things of that nature. So I appreciate this idea because, you know, whenever a black pastor sins, it's always the woman's fault and never the man's. So anyway... <laughs> uh so let us uh give the, give the uh give my audience your information your uh your website your information and tell them about your next teleseminar uh while we have these few minutes
3: okay well my next teleseminar is called attract the right ones inspiring good treatment for men um it's a four part teleseminar and um, all four sessions will be $97, and I have a special offer for your listeners. So if you go to uh, my page, ebooklifecoach.com, and also you posted it on your page, um, click on that link uh, and uh, take you to a site on Eventbrite, rightones.eventbrite.com. Um You'll see the options there to sign up for the teleseminar. If you if you enter code Pastor Neil, Pastor N-E-A-L, um, then you can register for our four sessions for only sixty-seven dollars. So that's a uh, offer that I'm making um you know special for your listeners. And um I also offer uh four coaching sessions associated with this teleseminar for only two hundred and fifty dollars. My normal rate just for one hour is more than that. If it's one-on-one, and so uh, um, because I think this topic is so important, and if women have questions that they can't get answered during the teleseminar, uh, I do make myself available to have one-on-one, uh, one hour each of the four weeks with women who sign up with that for that optional coaching package. And um, again, my website ebooklifecoach.com, where you can find information about that. And then I have. Uh, other coaching programs as well that uh, you could find out about. I I offer a twenty minute free consultation, and again on my website ebooklifecoach.com, dot com, there is a button there where you can schedule some time if you would like to have a uh, twenty minute consultation to see if you'd like to work with me one on one. Hello. Yes. Uh huh. Okay.
1: I. Uh... I had a blurt out of ninety seconds to let me know it was time was running out of there. Oh god, okay. Anyway. Um so audience, that's how you can get in touch with her and I strongly encourage you to click on the link and join the seminars. And uh I'm telling you, you're gonna just from the small dialogue that we had, I know it will be empowering to you uh to listen in on this this uh teleseminar and Get a book. Support a products. I, I got a couple of comments I want to uh, read here in the chat room. <laughs> um, one one person said that uh, we abandoned sound biblical teachings regarding marriage, beauty, health, etc. And some of the secular ways have given, given heed to the issues that we're talking about. And I completely agree. So, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, so, um uh, uh, go visit everything. Go visit the site. Uh, sign up for the teleseminar. I, I think you're going to enjoy it. Dr. Clark, I so appreciate you being on the show. We're running out of time, and uh, I wish we could – well, I'm going to have to get you on again. going to have to get you on here again, but uh, I appreciate you so much.
3: Okay, well, thank you so much for having me.
1: All right, everyone, this is uh, Pastor Lorenzo Neal and my guest, Dr. Uh, Felicia Clark, and we appreciate you for joining in. If you miss any show, any you can uh, go to the website, go to the Facebook page, and catch any archive show all the way back to whenever I started this doggone thing. And I've been having a fun time doing it. Dr. Clark, you have a wonderful day. Everybody else, be blessed in the Lord. And this is Pastor Lorenzo Neal. I'm out of here.